0: So, here's the question, in the print and packaging supply chain, how do we deliver new ideas and innovative practices to continually improve your profit, your brand, and your quality? Welcome to The Gamut Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Collins, Director of Print Technologies for ID Alliance. We are a nonprofit global think tank serving the graphic communications industry with 12 offices strategically located around the world to better support our membership. You can support the Gamut podcast and content like this by becoming a member at ID Alliance by going to www.idealliance.org. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Canon USA. They provide industry-leading production and large format printing solutions supported by exceptional professional. On today's Gambit Podcast, we are speaking with Dominique Hunermoon from West Rock, and he is responsible for all printing applications, litho, sheet fed web flexography and gravure for over 64 plants. He's a Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt for 30 locations in the Southeast region within the corrugated division. And Dominique trains their green belts and black belts within the West Rock facilities. He also facilitates and coaches Kaizen events as well as DMAIC projects. So we get to hear how Dominique has saved the company over $20 million in waste reduction and improved efficiency by applying Lean Six Sigma. And we also get to hear what his current projects are today. Good afternoon, Dominique. Great to have you on the Gamma podcast. How are you today? Awesome. Very good. How about you? I'm doing well. Glad to talk to you again. To start out, I'd like to give you the opportunity to explain to our listeners the program that you direct at West Rock uh, along the lines of Six Sigma Lean, Operational Excellence, Continual Improvement. There's all kinds of words and terms uh, around this topic. And from my understanding, you guys uh, use Lean Six Sigma and you know some things are very simple to implement uh, for some of the lay persons in this uh, realm they may understand something simple like five s's or kaizen or kanban but uh explain to our listeners essentially what you guys are doing at west rock what's the evolution behind uh the current program that you're directing globally on a massive scale
1: well, during the Smurfit uh, uh, engagement when I was part of that team, I, I started off as a massive black belt then, uh, right. actually teaching Six Sigma. And within uh, Westrock, we married both uh, methodologies uh, lean as well as Six Sigma, right? So it's lean, Six Sigma, lean. Uh, you're looking at five S's, uh, um, uh, events, and um, uh, waste reduction, right? And Six Sigma is more um, statistical trend lines, how things are moving, tangible measurements you can do, uh, discrete measurements in the process. Okay, our waste is going up or down over time. And then um, uh, the same thing with OEE. Uh, overall equipment effectiveness. So, those are the things we track statistically. So, those are two worlds, right? Right. Uh, so, w- in, in order to change culture, uh, what we have done very successfully was embracing more of the lean side in the beginning. Uh, as you mentioned, 5Sing is very easy to do, everybody could do it. But having said that, there's also some very stringent guidelines to implement 5S, right? Yeah. Um, so, and, and in order to sustain it as well, um, we have constant uh, process audits uh, where you audit yourself and then you audit other machine centers. So it's completely integrated when you look at uh, a plant with multiple belts, right? Yeah. And for giving everything moving forward, we would have cadence reviews um, with each individual belt. Um, and just seeing where they are within the project, if it's a Kaizen or a full DMAIC. Um and uh-huh. as an MBB or um, general manager who are also on that call, and VPs even on that call, yeah. uh, we are there to you know remove any um, roadblocks for the belts, and uh, making sure that they are still aligned with the you know uh, with the project scope, uh, etc. So, and once you are belt within WestRock, you're always going to be a belt. Um, we track engagement uh, for you- each individual you- belt we have in our system. We have hundreds of them, uh, hundreds of uh, green belts, black belts, now yellow belts as well. Um, so the engagement level we uh, we track, um, and you know when when we have. Um, an opportunity where we can coach somebody to get more engaged we will do that that's our job you know so that's how you how you uh, perpetuate the culture change in a in a plant with, um,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: behaviors you know so um that's what we did with uh, big manufacturing when they did not have any lean six sigma in uh historically so uh it is, it is challenging, changing behavior for Peter, Paul and Mary on the floor, right? It's, yeah. I've been doing that for 20 years. And now uh, you come in here with um, a bag of tools, I don't understand all the acronyms, you know? Right. And uh, so it's, it is a lot, um, but you know, once you embrace it and you see the support you're gonna get from the leadership team, because that is, that is the success or failure, right, through any Six Sigma programs. It has to be supported from the top, from the CEO. And our CEO is actually taking time to attend every single uh, Six Sigma class to welcome all the new belts.
0: That's an excellent example of commitment from leadership, uh, owner, operator, CEO, VP, whatever title that they may have. And, uh, you know, there's no substitute to having the conductor there with the orchestra practicing and playing routinely. Uh, And that's a true uh, way to keep everybody on the same page or the same sheet of music. I hope that's a good enough analogy. I mean, you know, we have uh, tons and tons of SOP and documentation and, uh, you know, ISO 9000, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that uh, interaction, there's no substitute for it. And I hope that was a good analogy.
1: I mean, that is a wonderful analogy. Um, i give you an example here. I can give you many examples. Uh, one of them, we call it machine, machine teardown events. So where we actually take a huge press apart, completely apart, um, and and uh, repair anything. What's the ch- delivery chains, grippers, uh, she guy pans, all the rollers, feed ahead rebuild. I mean, you name it. We it's a complete teardown of the machine, and uh, within 103 hours, it's one full week with 35 people around the clock. Yeah. Um, we bring the machine up to full speed, and it's like brand new, Bright. right? So, and then doing that event just to uh, emphasize what you just said, uh, there are no stripes. Um, All the stripes are left in the conference room where we start off, we get to the plant floor, everybody gets dirty. Uh, I had even VPs and general manager um, getting extremely dirty. Um, (laughs) uh, One of uh, our general managers, he was He's very tall. He's a very tall fellow, uh, and he was inside the KBA delivery, cleaning the delivery inside. Yeah, uh, it was amazing. And then he had to unfold himself to get out. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: all that, all that pr- all, spray powder all over.
1: <laughs> spray powder galore, and yeah. So he had belly pants out, and um, obviously we are very extremely cautious when we do anything uh, in terms of machine teardown. We have um uh stringent sops for lockout tag out you know yeah. uh, and before we move the press at all we make sure that nobody's in there so it's it's a lot of awareness a lot of team building um, and everybody is uh, feeling very strong afterwards uh, ha- having been a part of it you know oh uh, of something like that
0: so yeah. wow well, well, that's an amazing activity i mean if uh for any of our listeners have ever been involved in a uh, a takedown of a press you know replacing a press or uh, you know installing a press of that uh, size that you guys have you have you guys have eight colors with foilers I mean it's just amazing equipment there at West Rock and uh, so what you're doing just really sets a, a huge example for cultural change when you have management and executives and uh, people that that are operating on the plant floor, all involved in the same mission, the same goal, the same activity, uh, getting their hands dirty together. I mean, there's no substitute for that. Um, You can't teach that. That is uh, a a wonderful example to share with our listeners because – uh, I mean, if you've ever been involved in a, uh, a new press installation or taking out a new press or even just changing out a unit, it's uh, quite an operation. And, the, and that, the fact that you guys do that as part of a routine activity uh, says a lot about uh, your commitment to excellence. And can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing and what you're involved with now? Yeah. Um. We had a talk, you and I, about the uh, the places we uh,
1: visited in Germany and Munich. Oh, yeah. uh, the same places. That's in, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and yeah, if you have, <laughs> I have counterparts there: uh, Sam McDonald, you uh, know, uh, Bruce Lascola. So we we are working on a global color excellence program right now. I'm super excited about that, uh, which will involve every single litho offset uh, plant we have in West Rock, right? Uh, Many of them are in Europe, obviously, North America, Asia. um, And uh, the big deliverable will be total standardization of your press room, um, including ink room. I see. Uh, As we know, the world is getting smaller. Um, it's very easy for us now to travel over the pond and transfer business, etc. So we want to make sure that we are uh, capable of repeating and reproducing, no matter what continent or what state we are, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the same customer we serve, um, so that's that's the big uh, goal from the color uh, excellence side to be able to um, transfer work from one side to the other um also to make sure that we have all um mission critical factors under control right so the quality system would be i'm not capable of producing non rather than well something happened and now you are inspector closon trying to figure out what happened right so that is very costly once it already happened you are out of labor money and waste yeah. so the best way would be to engineer it out so that's what we're trying to do with the global color excellence um jack frank is a part of that yes uh, you know him very well so it's uh, we have uh, 15 uh, people right now in the uh, group who developed that program we're looking into chemistry which is one of the biggest mission critical factors um and also the ink room so yeah. making sure we have the right materials coming in, verify the inputs, um, and over time, making sure that we are within, um, you know, either material specifications or customer specifications.
0: Can you explain to our listeners uh, what you mean by customer specifications as it relates to your global quality excellence program? Uh, either our
1: end customers, or we also uh, uh, name our plants our customers, right? Mm-hmm. So, from my position here, the plants are my customers as well. And um, within that group, you will need to, uh, you know, identify what the specifications are. Let's, let's say from from your fountain solution, fountain solution uh, measurable factors you can track, temperature, bricks, conductivity, Mm -hmm. even pH, even if it's buffered. You know, if you run too much of uh, alkaline board, that's going to move, right? Yeah. So from the customer's perspective, meaning our press crew, um, they would have the min and max specifications where I know that I'm not capable of producing nonconformancy, right? So long I'm staying within those fence posts. Right. Uh, And that's the process capability studies we are doing um and those uh, lovely charts are called cpk charts process capability charts and um you can visually see am i good you know um, am i between the fence posts um or am i creeping to let's say the upper limit on bricks and now i'm you know most likely uh, toning on press yeah so what do i need to do to bring it back right? So that's one example. Uh, for color, um, obviously, uh, ISO inks on a specific board. Um, and we have hundreds of thousands of data points, which we've been tracking for at least 15 years, to know where we are at with ISO inks on specific board. See. Uh, similar to what the X-Write uh, Pantone Life is trying to do, right? Um, we had it a little bit earlier than that mm-hmm. uh, so we pride ourselves with so uh, yeah so
0: this is not an open market solution it's something that you've developed inside to be able to collect data and then make sense of the data uh, is I'm sure a lot of uh, manual handwork with Excel spreadsheets were, were, were probably the beginning and yep. then now you have an internal intranet type of solution that can pull that data from all the different places and to be able to make sense and have the situational awareness that you need to uh, ma- you know again make decisions Yeah, there are a lot of
1: you know software solutions out there uh, you can get off the shelf you know escrow has it measure color has it yep. press sign has it things like that so um, and yeah it, depending on how you implement that obviously you can Automate the entire system where you have this major data dump and uh, analyze it using MiniTab or whatnot, you know mm-hmm. so And and that's what six sigma is That's the six sigma side of it where you track over time the data and see if you have any Special causes in the process, right? And then you know now. Well, it's in a special cause slash assignable cause. You can put your finger on it and you know exactly what Peter did on Thursday at 5 p.m. Right, because that yeah. data point tells us that, and then we, we look on uh, what happened. Um, I like assignable costs because it could be also something very positive. Why I like to do it again. Right, it's not always negative. Right. Uh, so we're looking at the uh, process as a whole, making sure. Well, this is a good opportunity to make it even better.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, so, and uh, going back to lean, that's we we embrace lean as the. The starting point to change culture in the plant. Um, As as big as we are, um, you know, through many acquisitions, um, we have close to fifty thousand employees worldwide. That's a big boat to steer, Um, and we we embrace it through uh, six segment now. Obviously, with performance excellence, you know, so performance excellence takes it all in with safety as the foundation safety is always number one yeah quality and F you, you have your supporting pillars uh, DC daily essential care uh, training and development six Sigma is part of it 5s is part of it so it's a it's our house of improvement
0: how how does Uh, international standards and specifications like grackle and uh, or fogra or let's say g7 gray balance aims how does that fit into that color excellence program okay or does it
1: Uh, yeah well um it does obviously um with some modifications um so (laughs) How should I put that? Uh, here in North America, the, the program is based right now uh, with uh, North American um, in- inputs, right? Uh, our water is not as um, hard as in Europe, yeah. um, so our pH is uh, more acidic versus uh, um, uh, in, in Europe. We, we run a um, found solution between 4.8 and 5.2 in Europe, Versus 3.8 and 4.2 here in the US, right? Yeah. So that's a difference. So can you can you 100% standardize and say everybody is going now with the European pH? No, you can't, right? Um, but what we can do is um, controlling those factors in uh, in those continents, um, and and achieve the same uh, result at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is key. Um so we call it y equals f of x so if i can control my inputs i can reduce uh, my variability in the output right makes sense uh, and that's what the global color excellence is looking at i see uh, for you know mother nature does not lie <laughs> um, in physics in chemistry in biology even so we took that and and that's how we identified those specification limits. I see. Uh, so that's what we have done. And then at the end is also, um, I call it the easy button. If you look at the specifications and keep it inside, uh, so long you have the discipline to do that in the process. Um, and obviously the biggest thing is the buy-in from our associates in in, in the plant, right? That's, that's where the behavioral changes started. Uh, starts, and everybody is bought in, this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do run to international standards, like I mentioned, ISO uh, Inks, obviously that's the start. Um, uh, Grackle 2006 we have embraced. Um, we have uh, many uh, G7 experts who uh, go around and certify our presses. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, between all of that um, the, the program itself from color management is very sound. Um, we have checks and balances in every single department to making sure that once that ink hits the board, it's going to be uh, the same quality, no matter if you're yes. running it in Iowa or New York or Munich.
0: Fantastic, Dominique, in Munich, as uh, we spoke together before. Our, we were at the same places at the same time, actually, in the uh, late 80s, so uh, somewhere we were probably sitting together at Tomates or one of the other cool spots there in Schwabing, uh, having a uh, beer or something, and uh, didn't know that... Uh, Decades later, we'd be sitting together on a podcast. And I just want to thank you so much for spending your time with us today. And we look forward to having you on again on another podcast to get into some more details around process control, Six Sigma and Lean. And as it applies to print manufacturing. Dominique, take care. Well, thank you,
1: Jeff, for the opportunity to be on your podcast and uh, had a lot of fun talking about Many things, and uh, looking forward to more discussion around succeed and color.
0: Thanks for listening to the Gamut Podcast. If you have ideas, suggestions, or would like to join us or even sponsor future podcasts, simply email me at jcollins at org. That's J-C-O-L-L-I-N-S at org. Take care and have a productive day.